Insiders, and a very pleasant afternoon to you. Wherever you may be, this is your host, Bruce Ash, along with co-host... Eb Wilkinson. Broadcasting live from the KVOI... did it again. KVOI Modern Broadcast Complex in Tucson, Arizona, welcoming you to a springtime edition of Inside Track with our special guests, Scott Powell and, and General uh, um, McGuire here shortly. The Palo Verdes and Tombstone Roses are blooming and the Mesquites are finally leafing out. Major League Baseball is back for 22. Viva Los Doyers. Eb and I are hoping you enjoy the season, even if your noses are running and your eyes are itching. Eb? And my noses are running and my eyes are itching. Yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. We've got another great show for you today. After the rundown, we'll be talking to a friend of the show, Scott Paul, about the Elon Musk and Twitter fiasco, which in my view, it's not really a fiasco at all. I kind of enjoy it. At the bottom of the hour, retired U.S. Air Force Major General and former Arizona National Guard Adjutant General and now GOP candidate for U.S. Senate, Mick McGuire joins us for his first visit to Inside Track. We welcome your calls today on the Corazon Cabinet's live line at 790-2040. Before we get going... Let me remind you that Inside Track is brought to you by our great supporters, Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Their junk is your treasure. Call Jamie or Craig at 209-1576. And also Eric Rudin at Essential Pest Control, who shares your dislike of bugs, vermin, and weeds. Call the Essential team at 886-3029. And I got to tell you, Bruce, they do a great job. And... Also, Joy and Alley at Corazon Cabinets, another great company. They do high-quality cabinets for your home. You'll love them, and you'll absolutely love the price. Bruce just placed his new order and can't believe how quickly they designed and bid the job. Call Corazon Cabinets at 488-2266 to find out how easy it is to work with the Corazon team. Also supporting Inside Track is my friend and Inside Track co-host, Eb Wilkinson from Wilkinson Wealth Management. Let Eb help you never have to depend on socialist security again. Call him at 777-1911. All of our sponsors are locally owned, family-run businesses you can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. Now here's the rundown. Judge Katanjay Brown Jackson's nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court confirmed after she received 53 votes, including Republicans Mitt Romney plus Lisa Murkowski, who was seeking re-election in Alaska, and Susan Collins. Mitt Romney said he voted for KBJ because he had concluded that she is a well-qualified jurist and a person of honor. She may she may possess honor, however, her radical view of the U.S. Constitution should have been a concern for him as well as her lack of being forthcoming in her answers when interviewed by some Senate Judiciary Committee members. And her incredible statement, she was ambivalent about natural rights of American citizens, which should have been an immediate disqualifier to her confirmation from any genuine conservative. In a sign of virtue signaling himself, Utah Senator Mitt Romney joined the Democrats in standing with them to applaud her confirmation, which may not win many new friends when he seeks re-election in two years. In other confirmation news, South Carolinian Jamie Harrison ran against and lost to Senator Lindsey Graham in 2020. 
His reward for failure in that election was his promotion to the DNC chairmanship. This week, Mr. Harrison demonstrated why he lost his election when he called U.S. Senator, former high, highly decorated Army Ranger, Harvard Law-trained lawyer, Tom Cotton, the lowest of the low and a little maggot-fested in ma- uh, man. Say that again. The lowest of the low and a little maggot-infested man. Pretty incredible. He also referred to the Republican Party as a party built on fraud, fear, and fascism. All this from the chairman of the Democrat Socialist Party, whose leader, Joe Biden, has snuggled up to despots, ignored brutal aggression by dictators, looked past human rights violations, created the highest inflation in 40-plus years, left the U.S. dependent on foreign oil, spent not just your grandchildren's wealth, but their grandchildren's wealth as all, while they took care of their cronies and wants to fundamentally destroy our founding principles and the strength of a republic. Eb? Yeah, and basically the Ruskies are committed to more war crimes this week, killing nearly 50 evacuees trying to seek safety in Krama, Torsk, and dozens of bodies are dead in the streets, plus many more bodies uncovered in mass graves who appear to have been executed in Bukha during the brutal war entering its seventh week. In Russia, the Putin government's official reaction to any protest or objection to their war in Ukraine, we will kill you. Alexander Teplikov wanted to speak out against the war in Ukraine, but feared landing in prison if he took part in a public protest. So the Russian activist designed an anti-war sticker featuring Russian and Ukraine flags and the phrase, no to war, and posted and distributed thousands of them around Moscow. He got in trouble anyway. Russian police hauled the 23-year-old to the Presniki District Police Station on March 1st. According to the copy of his police records reviewed by the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Teplikov said he was repeatedly beaten over the head by one officer while in custody. A second officer pressed a pistol to his leg and coerced him uh, into divulging the name of his fellow activist. He started screaming at me to start writing, uh, Mr. Teplikov said in a telephone interview. He said the police officer threatened him by saying, we will kill you right now. The U.N. voted this past week to suspend Russia from membership in the U.N. 24 nations voted against the suspension, including China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, and Syria. 58 nations abstained, including India, Mexico, South Africa, Kuwait, Indonesia, and Iraq. Don't you wonder why so many countries are afraid of supporting freedom from an oppressor country? This week, the White House continued to deny Joe Biden's knowledge of Hunter Biden's shady business deals in China, Russia, and Ukraine. Presidential Press Secretary Jen Psaki, otherwise known as Peppermint Patty, added yes when asked by a reporter whether the president has refrained to this day from talking to Hunter Biden about the lucrative deals, including China and Ukraine. Saki is leaving soon. Jen Psaki is reported to be leaving soon for the Democratic apologist cable outlet, outlet MSNBC this spring. Someday she may, she may be forced to answer for her daily disinformation and cover-up of the Biden scandals. Um, let's go to uh, primary candidate for uh, governor, Matt Salmon, uh, speaking to Mike Broomhead 
uh, on his show this week about the revocation of Title 42, which Joe Biden announced will end next month. Mike, as far as uh, the Title 42, um, it, it, it expired. Even even uh, Mark Kelly uh, sent a letter to uh, the president saying, please don't uh, uh, let this expire without a very valid plan in place to make sure that there's not mayhem at the border. Uh, and then Katie Hobbs, uh, on the heels of everything, says that she completely supports uh, Joe Biden uh, letting Title 42 expire when she was on Politics Unplugged. So she, it shows how very out of touch she is uh, with the border situation. Is allowing another 2.5 million illegals into the country the next year what Katie Hobbs wants? She may think this is a good thing for Arizona, but even Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema disagree, Eb. In other immigration news, remember what we told our young children about staying away from potentially dangerous people? The Washington Times this week reported that a leaked DHS document says the U.S. plans to offer broad-scale release mechanisms for illegal aliens. That doesn't end well. Lastly on immigration news, Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced this week's illegal detainees in Texas would be transported to Washington, D.C. after Joe Biden announced his plan to cancel Title 42 restrictions on asylum seekers. At a press conference on Wednesday, the governor announced that Texas would place state troopers in riot gear to meet the migrants at the border and bus them straight to the steps of the U.S. Capitol in D.C., where he said the Biden administration will be more able to immediately address the needs of these people that they're allowing to come across our border. And Bruce, that's a good thing. I agree. This week, there was a report made public that President Biden's pick for the CIA general counsel connected to the CCP state-owned pharma. President Biden's pick to be the CIA's most senior lawyer did legal work in the past for large Chinese Communist Party-linked pharmaceutical company, according to congressional documents and testimony. Kate Heinzman the CIA general counsel nominee did not initially disclose her work for the pharmaceutical firm known as Wu Ji, but later confirmed the work in response to written questions from Senator Marco Rubio, vice chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. After a hearing or at a hearing on Wednesday, Mr. Rubio noted that Mrs. Ms. Heinzelman is one of several qualified Biden administration nominees who worked for Chinese government linked companies in the past and who are now seeking sensitive positions in government. And, Bruce, that does not end well either. No, it does not. In written answers to policy questions posed by the committee, the CIA general counsel nominee did not at first disclose the work for Wu Ji as a partner for the Washington law firm Sidley Austin. She stated that the firm had worked for 17 foreign government-linked firms, including at least one from China. Is her nomination a mistake or intentional? We may ask our first guest, Scott Powell, after our first break today. I think I know the answer. Yeah. We're also going to be talking with Scott about the amazing news that mega-billionaire Elon Musk now owns 9.2% of Twitter and has been named to their board of directors. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and take our first break and hear messages from our great supporters. We welcome your calls on the Corazon Cabinet's live line today at 790-2040. You're listening to Inside Track. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Scott Powell. Jamie Kipper and her father, Gary Kipper, from Tucson Iron and Metal. What are they going to see when they come through the gates? So when they come on in, they'll see our building up front. People have free reign to then go out and look in the yard. 
So it's not a typical scrapyard with a ton of big machinery. We have a couple of forklifts around, but that's about it just to help move material. So when you come in, it's all organized by material, whether it's square tubing, angle iron, roofing, and then there is a pile in the back, which is still organized and easy to get through, but that's stuff that comes over from the scrap. So we're unique in that we get stuff in from the scrap, which a lot of artists and people will like or reuse, whether it's a sink that someone needs for their house. We sell literally anything made of metal. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com. Back did sidetrack. Bruce is here. Eb's here. So is Charles Heller, who has been waiting very patiently on our live line. Charles, what's on your mind today, buddy? I thought it was very entertaining, the notion that Jen Psaki would ever uh, face an accounting for her uh, dissembling. I, I, I thought that virtually hysterical. But anyway, the real reason I call this, I think that Republicans and conservatives ought to embrace the... Um, uh, the uh, elevation of Kasenji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, and here's why: I don't like her ju- judicial philosophy at all, but it it represents that nom- that that confirming confirmation represents the final nail in the coffin of the idea that America is a racist country, because the no, one no it doesn't sure it does. No, it doesn't, sure, Charles. Sure. I'm, I, di- I, I respectfully disagree with you because no matter okay. what what anybody does to to right. create uh, a, a more just and, and a racially balanced America, it's never going to be enough because it's all about politics. Oh. Bruce, I agree with you completely, but that's why I say it represents the death knell of that philosophy because it doesn't matter how many times they ba and quack about it being a racist country, the response is, well, that used to be true until Kasenji Brown Jackson. And you just keep repeating it and repeating it ad nauseum until it becomes the societal meme. Well, you may be right. Um, I'm done. Thank you. All right. We're trying to get our guest, uh, Scott Powell, who is uh, scheduled to join us uh, here talking about Elon Musk and his uh, acquisition of 9.2%, and maybe more by now, of uh, uh, Twitter uh, and uh, his elevation to become board member. Uh, There certainly are lots of, um, there's lots of conjecture out there as to how Twitter might change 
Um, and um, while we're waiting for Scott, if you have a comment or a question on that, uh, we're all ears here and, and willing to talk with you. Um, so, uh, you know, I think Elon Musk has been somebody that um, you have to you have to wonder about him. Um, he's a guy that's been rejected by the by the federal government uh, as being a legitimate player for years. It's amazing that SpaceX uh, got their contract uh, with um, NASA, uh, building rockets and and uh, space vehicles uh, for them. Uh, you know, Boeing wasted basically forty, excuse me, thirty billion dollars of the government's money, uh, and their their rocket hasn't flown yet, and their and their uh, spacecraft isn't ready either. Um, uh, but but in terms in terms of um, uh, his his uh, ascension to the Twitter board, Ab, you know it, it's amazing. In 1960s, the free speech movement, uh, the left embraced the First Amendment, and what we've seen with Twitter and many of the major platforms who cancel free speech, um, they're not interested in that anymore because if you don't agree with them, you don't have the freedom. Of free speech, do you? No. And once again, take a look at what else is going on. Where's the ACLU in all this? You know, we've not heard one peep from them. Because they're supporting a leftist agenda. <laughs> because they're supporting the leftist agenda. And Bruce, this whole thing goes through the entire leftist agenda. Anytime you see a conservative woman, right, be it white or black, uh, being attacked, you know, the National Organization of Women never sticks up for them. Whenever you see a woman being attacked by a Democrat, right. you never see the the National Organization of Women stand up for them at all. Right. Title you know, IX issues as well. T- Title IX issues, exactly. And where the hell are they with all the transgender swimmers and everything else? Look, I don't mind if they want to compete. Compete with other transgender, under swimmers, transgender or, or swimmers wrestlers or whatever the case might be. Absolutely. But don't say that you're going to go ahead and compete on the women's team because you can't effectively compete on the men's team. Mm-hmm. And then do it. And, I mean, if if Leah Thompson were true to her, what she says, you know, she gets surgery and get that taken care of. I'm saying she doesn't want to. Too much information. Well, just... <laughs> <laughs> Look, um... The 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 thing with the thing with uh, uh, free speech in this country, um, it's free speech. Like I said before, until you disagree with whoever you're speaking to, um, and the free speech we need to defend the most is that which we abhor. That's exactly right, and and that's what the left had had tried to do through the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, uh, but that is that is all changed, and uh, it is. Um, I th- I think that when we when we look at what's happened in the area of free speech with canceling other people out, um, it is it is an election strategy. It's political, um, and and getting back to Judge uh, Brown uh, Jackson, um, look, she does have the the the. Uh, um, educational background. She has served as a, a state court judge. She has served as a federal judge. She's uh, served as a now appellate judge in the D.C. Circuit. Um, nobody questions her, her, her qualifications from resume and from background and education, but she doesn't believe the same things in the Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence, the other founding documents that are so important uh, to us in 
the 2022 era. And more importantly, she won't articulate her true beliefs. Look, I have friends that are politically polar opposite of me, and they're dear friends because we can talk about each other's beliefs, not trash them, but they can articulate why they believe what they believe. It doesn't have to be the same thing that I believe, but they can articulate why they believe what they believe, and we can have a rational discussion. But when you get a Supreme Court justice nominee who, number one, can't define a woman, really? Then how do you know you're the first? Then she, how do you know you're the first black woman nominee to the Supreme Court? Yeah. And she mocks the process by saying, well, "I'm not a I'm not a biologist." Okay, and that's it, just being a smart aleck. It is being a smart aleck. You know, it's it's like uh, the woman giving birth, and, and the doctor says, congratulations. She says, is it a boy or a girl? I'm a doctor, not a biologist. Seriously? <laughs> or we need to wait until they tell us what gender they are. Yeah, great point. Uh, I think we have a caller, Joseph, uh, who's uh, holding on the line. Uh, Tom, Mr. Producer? Is Joseph there? Hello, Joseph. Daniel, Okay. Hello. Daniel, you're you're on live with Eben Bruce on this unprofessional uh, radio show today. Apparently, your close friends call you Joseph. Okay, I've uh, I've got some grandchildren here that are kind of interested in in this answer. Yeah, uh, my girls that are uh, can compete with the boys in in their high school and their college sports. They have to play with the other little girls. But yet, if they go into the army, and I tell you, I've played, I've played uh, in college, and I've I've been in a couple of wars, and the, the wars are a whole lot tougher. And yet, the women are competing exactly with the men to get into the same programs in the army and navy, and yet they can't do it in in high school and college. And I'm wondering why, uh, why we're. Uh, negating that fact and just totally totally ignoring it can you answer that for my kids well i think there are some females who do compete uh on football teams and wrestling teams um right now and have for some time the the female uh, football players are are um, most of the time kickers either punters or or place kickers Uh, well Um, we're talking about the national policy though can we address that i mean we're worrying about some 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 guy who's got so many worms in his head, he doesn't know if he's a man or a yeah. woman, and yet it, he's swimming with the girls. Right. Now, why can't the girls uh, uh, swim with the boys? They're playing with the boys in the Army and getting shot up. Well, look, I, I, I can I can speak only to swimming because that's something I competed uh, at at a fairly high level in high school and in college. And yeah, but you know the national policy. I mean, you, you're sounding... On the radio, just like uh, uh, just like too many of our Republicans sound in Washington, they they don't want to they don't want to really address the facts. Why, why don't? How can I vote for Republican? It lets a hundred Americans sit and rot in a Washington prison without even being charged. I mean, that's okay, well, you're, cha- you're changing Inquisition, and you're- yet the Republicans. Don't say a thing about it. What a bunch of gutless pukes! All right, you're, you're, you've changed the topic entirely, and 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 on that uh, on that issue, Republicans just have no courage to speak up. All right, on on the issue of Republicans not standing up for these 
uh, several dozen or even a couple of hundred men and women who are sitting uh, in jails in the D.C. area. I could not agree with you more. That's that is as bad as the as the different feminist organizations who have said nothing at all about the problems with uh, Leah Thomas uh, swimming and competing against those uh, uh, sw- swimmers on, on a national level. Paul, i got to let you go. We have another caller coming in. Thanks very much for your comment. I think we agree on a lot more than yeah. we disagree. Thanks Who else very is much. on the phone? Tom, who's on the call? Or caller, just go ahead. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, when I first heard that Biden was opening up the border, my first thought was send them all to the White House if he wants them. Uh, it, if they can't get into Texas, they're all going to come to Arizona. Is anyone going to press Governor Ducey to do the same thing that Governor Abbott in Texas is doing? to put them all on a chartered bus and send them all to the Capitol. Let President Biden take care of them if that's what he wants. The other thing is Congress could declare an invasion and block the border, too. You know, um, great points. And, and I, I, I want to I go one, one step further. And it may seem like I'm trying to change, change the, uh, the topic. But, but it really is kind of the same stuff. Uh, earlier this week, um, uh, lawsuits were filed in federal court disallowing Paul Gosar, uh, Andy Biggs, and Mark Fincham from uh, qualification as candidates in the upcoming election. Biggs and, and Gosar to the U.S. Congress and Fincham, of course, to Secretary of State because of allegations that they participated in what some Democrats or many uh, Democrats call uh, an insurrection on January 6th. Um, that is that is just as wrong as as anything could, could possibly be. Now, getting back to Governor Ducey, um, you know, I think that I think that he does need to show some more spine, uh, and and what and what Governor Abbott in Texas has done is admirable. He was under a little bit of political pressure in his state, even though now he's passed the primary uh, period. Uh, he's been under pressure by some more conservative Republicans than him to do the right thing. I'm going to go one step further on that, Bruce uh, caller. I absolutely agree with you, but I will tell you right now that. On a daily basis, these illegals are being bused to the airport and given airplane tickets to fly anywhere they want to. I'm going to say we don't bus them. We put them on a jet. We fly them to D.C., drop them off. Fly them to Sacramento, drop them off. Fly them to Chicago, Illinois, drop them off. Fly them to Martha's Vineyard and drop them off. Napa? Uh Well, Napa would be great. All the other hip places for the elites. Caller, you've made great points, and I thank you very much, and and hope that you'll call back again shortly. Um, Everybody, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a little bit of an early uh, break. So, Mr. Producer... um, Let's go ahead and take that break. Uh, take break. that break. When we get back, uh, we'll be talking with uh, General Mick McGuire, a retired uh, U.S. Air Force Major General. He's running for U.S. Senate in the Republican primary uh, here in Arizona. And um, stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, 
and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. Our guest for the rest of the show today, retired U.S. Air Force Major General Mick McGuire. The general's bio is very impressive. I'll focus on some of the high points. He's U.S. Air Force Academy graduate in 1987, F-16 fighter pilot, numerous overseas deployments in the Middle East with over 4,000 flight hours, commander of the 162nd Air National Guard Fighter Wing, eight years as the Arizona National Guard Adjutant General, while also serving as our state's Department of Emergency and Met, uh, Military Affairs. And in 2020, he coordinated a huge response of combating COVID, civil unrest, and wildfires at the border. No, and and wildfires as well as the border. <laughs> okay, you have it your way, I'll have e- it mine. Even more impressive. Exactly. Hey, Mick, how's your military background prepared you for the U.S. Senate? <laughs> Well, it's uh, prepared me to have uh, multiple uh, fronts that we have to attack, and you see what's happening. You mentioned in your lead-in there, or in one of your commercials, uh, problems overseas in the Ukraine, uh, continuing problems with the southwest border and the Biden administration uh, revoking Title 32, problems with inflation and out-of-control oil costs, again, a self-induced wound, and uh all the things that we're facing here with the radical left, uh, trying to grab control of everything from indoctrination of kids to having uh, judges in the Supreme Court that are uh, unable to answer some basic biology questions. So, yeah, I think I'm ready for all those challenges. Let's talk about the uh, judges in the Supreme Court unable to answer biology questions. Um, The Senate heard testimony from now newly confirmed SCOTUS Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson earlier this month, and she wrote in her high court application she does not believe we Americans are endowed with natural rights. Your website says we're a nation of laws, and the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And as a constitutional conservative, I will always stand up against infringement of our constitutional rights. So had you served on the judiciary and knew she believed that we Americans lack rights from God, but instead get our rights from the government, what would your reaction be? 
Well, you know, I was asked a question about what I would want her to answer most specifically as a jurist, and it's a simple question. Does she believe, as a member of the Supreme Court, that the District of Columbia can become a state? You remember the 2020 race, we were talking not so much about Puerto Rico and Guam, two territories where there's a clear uh, constitutional path to enter the, the Union, but D.C. becoming a state. Well, that requires an amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And as a strict constitutionalist, I was disappointed that none of my future colleagues just asked her that point blank. But you're exactly right. Your liberties and rights are by divine province of the Lord. And the role of the government is to protect you from tyranny of the government to infringe those. I guess and, we don't uh, need to ask you about the uh, stated purpose of government, do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you answered that question without even being asked. That, 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 yeah, we're both grinning ear to ear, Mick. That's an A plus as, as a reply, General. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you can't be adjudicating constitutional issues and not understand that the Constitution is not a living, breathing document. The framers of it intended for it to be enduring and to have an opportunity for it to be amended. We've done that many times through legislative process. And uh, any jurist that thinks that they can amend it or reinterpret it without legislative processes acting outside the scope of their duty. You know, uh, you bring up a good point. If the left were to interpret the Second Amendment the same way they interpret the First Amendment, we'd have to all go out and buy firearms or be issued them by the government. And yet they don't. Yeah, you know, I was at an event, uh, you know, been a candidate 10 months, driven 40,000 miles, the only U.S. Senate candidate in the great state of Arizona that didn't pay a circulator to collect any of the 11,500-plus. Good for you. Collected. We did that all one at a time. I was in an event recently, and a guy said, a General, you just quoted the, the Second Amendment, which, you know, we can do that here, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state. Your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And he said, well, you were the commander of the, that well-regulated militia, the National Guard. Why does a private citizen need an AR-15? I, 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 the, the, the person at the event said, I don't think they need that. And I said, well, remember, Antonin Scalia reminded us that the Second Amendment pretext the Constitution. The word freedom, as it appears there in that statement, is about freedom from tyranny of the government. And that in 1903, the National Guard... Uh, accepted a deal to have funding and their equipment be fully funded by the federal government. So all of the weapons that belong to that, quote, well-regulated militia now belong to the federal government. And I said, so if the federal government from either side were to say we're seizing the weapons, they would control all of that, and the well-regulated militia would be moot. That's why you need an AR-15. That's a you great answer, General. For any other reason. And that is the only reason you need it. General, I'm going to interrupt here for a second. I don't believe anyone should own a single AR-15. They better own multiple AR-15s. <laughs> well, listen, in a free country, in a free country, law-abiding citizens can exercise their capital and their money how they would like, and if they'd like to have multiples, knock yourself out. I have a few. That's right. That's right. Bruce. Uh, General, this is Bruce. Um, thanks for joining us today. 
And I, I appreciate you honoring voters to appear here with us and uh, and the voters who are listening in. Not all of your opponents have been quite as forthcoming. Um, I've heard from many friends who uh, see you in person. And uh, to a person, General, they've been very impressed with your forthcoming honesty and directness. Just need to pay that compliment before, before we get going. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, your website, which is electmic.com, that's a great website website for your campaign, uh, reflects your support of the Second Amendment. Um, as you know, General, uh, Israel, in the last uh, week, there have been 13 innocent people that have been murdered in the street by uh, terrorists. Prime Minister Bennett and Defense Chief Gantz have urged Israelis to carry their firearms with them to help prevent more mayhem, and they've proposed a civil guard to work in conjunction with the police and the IDF. Um, I, w- I don't want you to comment on the differences in government because you know they have a have a parliamentary government. We have uh, you know constitutional uh, republic, but looking at what's happened in Israel and and then bringing it back home. Why is a well-armed populace so important to the safety of America now, just as it is in Israel, do you think? Well, I, I think the, uh, Israel is, is an, a great example, but an even greater example, Bruce, right now is the Ukraine. Think about the <laughs> devastation that a bunch of Ukrainians with 30-06 deer rifles have had on the conventional forces of the Russian military. And I tell people, you know, you can look as far back as even Iwo Jima when we're shelling that island for days. Uh, and, you know, historians estimate that in that six days of preparatory shelling, they might have lost about 100, less than 100 Japanese soldiers. And then tens of thousands died. We took the beach. It's really about that idea of putting a boot on the other guy's throat. And I think that what is clear is that our Second Amendment is always going to be about having the ability to raise that militia and protect us from tyranny of the government. And tyranny can come in many forms, but beyond that, for conventional defenses, it's key. And, you know, when we talk about the Ukraine, Bruce, I said there's, and Israel is related to this, there are three key events that Biden fumbled that put us in this position. First, he gets sworn in and says we're going to shut off being an energy exporter. Second, April, May of 2021, Hamas bombs Gaza, and members of the squad go on the floor of the House of Representatives and scream death to Israel. And every Israeli is nervous that there's no widespread condemnation from the Jewish community in the U.S. And third, we completely made the worst mistake ever in the way we left Kabul, a complete disaster and Putin and Xi Jinping are emboldened. So that's that's what's playing out on the ground. And uh, thank the Lord they have the ability to use 30-06 rifles and the rest because they've done a really good job of holding off an invading army there. You're sure right about that. Hey, I want to go back to a question uh, from, from a couple seconds ago. Um, your father also reached the rank of Major General. How did your father's military background influence your own career decisions, uh, General? Well, my, my father was actually a uh, lieutenant in the Navy, so I'm sure he would appreciate the promotion. Oh, I thought, oh, we I'm sorry. I, no, I thought I had read no, that he was also a general. No, no, he was a, he was a CB in the Navy, graduate at Tucson High at U of A. Very proud of him uh, and uh, successful in business 
did a lot of things there in the Tucson community, has given a lot back through the U of A now at the McGuire School of Entrepreneurship. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, my grandfather was a tank driver for Patton at the Battle of the Bulge, uh, enlisted uh, E-8, uh, left the Army National Guard uh, out of Fort Huachuca in the 1st of the 158th Infantry Battalion. Uh, quite the circle of life that his grandson retired as a commanding general April 10, 2021, after he left there, after uh, a full year in World War II, after uh, Normandy, and then going through the Battle of the Bulge and on into Germany. So, um, uh, yep, I'm very proud of the military heritage of my family, very proud of the military heritage of all the great Arizonans. I tell people this state has the deepest well of patriotic capital and uh, political capital in the nation. We're going to tap into that and send old Mark Kelly back to space. I'd say Jeff Bezos needs a driver. There's nothing negative to campaign on <laughs> November 9th. He can give him a ride, and we'll buy him enough fuel to make a one-way trip to Mars. <laughs> Perfect. We're, speak- we're speaking with U.S. Uh, US Senate candidate Mick McGuire. His website, again, is www.electmick.com. If you have a question or a comment for General McGuire, call into the Corazon Live line at 790 Earlier this week, uh, General Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced plans to bus illegals to Washington, D.C. So the Biden administration would, quote, be able uh, to more immediately address the needs of the people that are allowing them to come across the border. Any reaction to what uh, Governor Abbott did, pro or con? I think it's brilliant to use the authority that he has to move people um, to any place other than where they're already being flooded you know the yuma sector is getting hit the hardest of any of the sectors in arizona i took a call this week about the biden administration proposing suspending title 42 which was the public health provision that allowed us to keep uh, a whole lot of folks in mexico under the trump administration when i was the commanding general and emergency manager he initially revoked that then reinstilled it i uh, reinstated it uh last year under force Right, under force, and now walking away from it, we're looking at 7,000 a day, current apprehension, going up to 18,000. Uh, I talked to the Yuma sector chief. He is uh, a, a colleague that I served with, and uh, he just, you know, they're in a tough spot. They've been told they can't request mutual aid, and this would just exacerbate an already disastrous problem on the border. Mm. So, yeah, Mick, um, SCOTUS might soon overturn Roe and Casey, leaving each state to make laws to fit their state on life issues. I understand you're pro-life. What are your, what are your thoughts on the new laws protecting life of the unborn? Yeah, first I want to say thanks to uh, Governor Ducey both for signing the, uh, yep. the um, transgender bill as well as the 15-week abortion ban. Certainly will be challenged by the left in this state. As you both know, I'm running to be the U.S. Senate, one of 100, a vote, uh, the 51st vote. I tell people, we don't win Arizona, we are not going to get the majority. It's just that simple. But uh, my thought has always been that's a states' rights issue. I am looking forward to uh, the ruling in the Mississippi case. Uh, I am confident that the left is going to come after Arizona's law, Mississippi's law, and the rest. And sometimes the right-to-life folks um, get after me about my my comment about it being a state's rights issue. I think it's appropriate for the federal government to put up guardrails. So if 15 weeks is 15 weeks, federal bans could come in. 
subsequent to that once Roe is ruled on. And I think that we've got to look at the problems that we had as soon as these laws were passed. We had people in Oregon and Washington talking about come to Oregon or Washington, you can get an abortion at the 39th week. I think that's unconscionable. And I tell people, take the other side's argument to the point of a hyperbole. What about birth plus one day? Right. At what point does it become infanticide? Well, I don't know. Depending on how my teenagers were reacting, I'd take it further than that. But, uh, hey, we've got a caller on the phone. Mark, go ahead. Hello, uh, Mr. McGuire. Uh, uh, anyway, I signed the petition for you, and, um, and my big concern is a lot of people I don't think know who you are. And, uh, yeah. That's why he's on the show today, a, Mark. Yeah, well, we need to get him on more. And... Um, I think you are the absolute best candidate for that position. There's another guy out there that is very well known, and um, but he had totally ignored Southern Arizona for a very long time while that individual was in a high position in the state of Arizona. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, you know, there's you know, I know Maricopa County is the population center of Arizona, but what are your mm, uh, impressions and uh, oh, expansions for Southern Arizona. Yeah, thanks for your yeah. call, Mark. Go also, ahead, General. Yeah, Mark, great question, and that's what I've been dealing with the most. You know, I was asked by CNN, Mark, you're up against two self-funders and a guy that's one statewide as the Attorney General. What's your advantage? And I said the question answers itself. I said, what do you mean? I said we've never elected a self-funder the U.S. Senate in our over hundred-year history, and if there was such an appetite previously elected officials, why have three of the four of us never run for dog catcher? And the reporter from CNN said, wait a minute, you're the only guy that's never run for office that's not a self-funder. I said, that's right. Now, Mark, you're right. Name recognition is huge. I've been trying to stack up enough gunpowder to get up on air. And uh, let me just put it this way. Uh, we'll break a little news here. You'll, you'll be seeing me on air in southern Arizona and in uh, Maricopa County in the next uh, month. And... Uh, I think you'll like what you see. But a big part of the game, as Bruce knows, is you got to get through that. Uh, the other piece is I spent went 40,000 miles collecting 11,500 signatures, and I focused my attention on the 13 rural counties. Very hard to pull that, but I can tell you the cattle growers, the cotton farmers, and the copper miners know who Mick McGuire is. The rest of this campaign is going to be focused on two counties, Pima and Maricopa, and I'll come on this show as much as you guys will let me because uh, it is expensive to run these races. Uh, on the website, I want to let everybody know uh, we've modified it a bit. ElectMick.com still works, but you can go to IPickMick.com. I love that. to the same place. <laughs> IPickMick.com. IPickMick is the slogan for all your listeners. If you don't remember anything else today, just remember IPickMick. You may see that in that near you, not that far from out. Yeah. Mick, I want to bring something else up. Uh, living here in Tucson, we see direct impact of what's going on with the border and the border crisis. Um, earlier this week, uh, Governor Greg Abbott announced plans to bust the illegals to D.C. so the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address those needs that they're allowing to cross uh, on the border. Any reaction? Yeah, I think that uh, any place that can help offload the burden in our communities is huge. I am very worried about Pima County, though. I can tell you that uh, Rahina Romero and the others 
Sheriff Manos, when I was the commanding general, were offered assistance by the Guard after the Biden administration uh, cut off the funding for the Guard to support Customs Border Patrol, ICE, and Immigration Services. They were the only border county that refused. And I think all of the citizens of Pima County understand this. Border security is much more than national security in Arizona. It's human security. Yep. The drug smuggling, the human trafficking, the sex trafficking is out of control. Our communities are less safe. Our neighbors to the south are less safe. My family first came to Pima County in 1930. My great-grandfather that came in 1930 would be embarrassed about the way the uh, radical left has taken control of Pima County and uh, left the citizens very much at risk while we have my brothers and sisters in arms who are former vets uh, living homeless while we're buying hotels in Benson and, and Tucson and Scottsdale and Yuma to house people here that are breaking federal law. How do we, uh, so you get elected to Senate, uh, what do we do with all the cartels essentially controlling the southern border? Yeah, yeah. so the one thing that's different about me is obviously we have to build and complete the wall. We're seeing it down there in Yuma right now, the Cocopaw tribe is showing interest because they're having equipment stolen. They've just now put up Normandy barriers and have come back and said, look, there's a 60-foot federal easement to the tribal land. We're interested in, in trying to secure this area. Once we do that, we can refocus our attention on ports of entry, uh, promoting trade. But what we also have to do is we've got to reactivate those reconnaissance helicopters, the OH-58s, that the Army shuttered in 2014. And we can do all of that in the initial reconciliation with just 51 votes for about 6 to $6.5 billion. And I think it's money well spent. We just spent $6 billion on SoFi Stadium where they uh, played the Super Bowl, I think, sovereignty of the nation is something important when people ask about mark kelly just remind them of this he voted for an infrastructure bill and not one dime for the border the only constitutionally enumerated federal infrastructure is the border realistically so, um, how long would great. it take you to secure the border if if given what you want well you know down at john ladd's uh land they're less than 800 meters from connecting the power for the lights and the surveillance of the 35 miles of wall they put up so that could happen relatively quickly. But I think it's something that could be done by 2024 and reactivate the helicopters. could happen in less than a year. But we need them. Arizona has the most miles of federal land that borders Mexico, more than any other state. And we've got the tyranny of distance and the wide open spaces. And when people ask me about, well, it's inhumane to have a border, I remind them for eight years as the commanding general, at least once every summer, we sent a Blackhawk out to, set, to pick up a dead body from somebody trying to cross the desert between uh, Lukeville and Hilo Bend. Hmm. Uh, General, I think you probably are pretty much in support of President Trump's America First principles. One of them that not doesn't really get enough uh, attention is supporting excellence in education and freedom of choice for parents. Uh, where are you on those uh, issues? Absolutely. Uh, as much money as can come back to the state, by shrinking down the Department of Education to provide school choice at every le level, I think it's the civil rights era of the next civil rights issue of the next generation to be able to allow our kids to make uh, informed choices with their parents about uh, how to best educate them and provide them opportunity for the future. I'll also add that another thing that he was absolutely right on is this idea of bringing home our capabilities to produce things like pharmaceuticals, oh, yeah. surgical masks, and uh, steel, gunpowder, uh, all the rest of the things that we need. Those are national security issues. 
And, Bruce, I'll tell you, I'm more worried about not our ability to conscript the patriotic capital that raised Rosie the Riveter in the 1940s. It's having places to send Rosie the Riveter should we need her. Yeah, these are these are such important issues that are being ignored by the current administration and the uh, current occupant of uh, the U.S. Senate seat by Mark Kelly. Uh, you hardly hear a word from him except when he goes and votes practically 100 uh, percent with the president. We have a real, real short time, Len. We have Len calling in. You got uh, one minute. One minute, Len. Make it fast, man. Okay. Thanks for taking my call, Mick. I have a suggestion for you. You said you want to get Pima County, you want to get Maricopa County. Here's my proposal. I think you should offer a debate, hold it on inside track, and debate your <laughs> opponents, get that elevation up high, and light it up. That's all I got you to say. Thanks, Len. Thanks Thank for the you. call, Len. Mick, the, 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 the yeah. lines have been light, just like lighting up like fire. Um, tell us again how people can support you. Go to ipicmic.com. I need small donors, medium donors, medium, large, and mega donors in a box with a fox on a train in a plane. <laughs> All of Dr. Seuss's donors are welcome. And uh, sign up for our email. We're going to get some, uh, we're going to raise that army of voters that say ipicmic. Go to ipicmic.com. All right, we've run out of time today. Give uh, Thanks for appearing on the show today. Best of luck to you. We hope you won't be a stranger as your campaign moves forward. Hey, our show is podcasted both on the KVOI website and Apple Podcasts, close to 125 Inside Track episodes. Until next week when we have another great show planned for you with more Republican candidates. For Inside Track, this is Bruce Ash And Eb Wilkinson. Thanking you for listening in today and wishing you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777 1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is, A, we sell scrap to the mill. So uh, we have a relationship there, and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back. And so we save on freight, and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday.